All right, all right. What's going on, everyone? This is a Canon column, episode number four. We are back. Uh, I owe everyone, I think, a, uh, an explanation for the hiatus, to say the least. So I made a move out here, uh, interstate move for me, settling in a new job, settling in on the place. So it just took a little bit, but um, I think it came at a perfect time because uh, we weren't in the perfect form. You know, my life wasn't in the perfect form either. So I thought it was pretty fitting. We just stay away a little bit, and uh, we talked about this a little before I jumped on, but. Unlike AFTV, we're actually here for the good moments. So uh, glad to be back. Of course, uh, I got a great friend and fellow gooner, Kyle Jenkins, on the on the line as well. What's going on, man? I don't think I could have said it any better. Uh, we were joking about it a little bit earlier, but we don't like to we don't like to record a pod when the vibes are low. Okay, we're vibes FC. All right, when we're winning. When we're in a good mind state, we'll be we'll be taping these. No, we're kidding. It'll become more frequent. Happy for your move. Happy for where we're at right now. We're gonna jump into a lot of different uh, topics right now. But um, what a crazy season this has been thus far. Can't wait to to talk about what's been going on. And what something I always forget about is that we have that Amazon Prime all in or nothing and this season has been insane so i constantly forget about it and then when you look back you're like oh my god it's another crazy month uh that just happened so that's going to be exciting um i want to talk about the game to start with and then we'll tackle it's just been such a crazy season that we got to always pace ourselves talking about ourselves up and down but we'll plenty of time to get to that i want to focus on the menu game um and uh get your thoughts on it and uh Listen to a couple pods, listen, read a lot of content, yada, 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 watch the game myself. Everyone has the same take. I have the same take. We rode our luck, but hey, Man U has rode their luck against us for years, right? So it's only fitting that, you know, we kind of have some luck against them. There were a lot of tight calls in that game, right? Cedric could have had a handball. I don't think it was a handball. There were a couple other calls in the box that could have changed the game a little bit. But unlike the three games that we should have won before this against, uh, you know, Brighton, Southampton, and Palace, uh, the XG, we, sh- we should have beat United on XG. We took our chances, scored our goals. Defense looks a little bit shaky, but that's okay. We can work that out. Um, I just think it was I think it was time for us to, to ride our luck a little bit against United and and what an important game man wow if you would have told me going into this week that we would get six points off of chelsea and united i would have said you're crazy but here we are what were your thoughts on the game yeah i can't you know i couldn't said it any better i think a lot of it is just seeing us actually get the luck but i've been i've been really thinking about it because is it just fully luck because I mean, with Southampton, Crystal Palace, and the, that three-game stretch with Brighton, I'm trying to figure out how we were exactly different. And I think it just comes down to a few things, if I had to boil it down. I think the quality of our best players, if one of them is off, it's basically it's game over. That's one thing. Because we're already having to make up and, and sacrifice our build-up play because of really, really weak links, such as Cedric, such as Tavares. Uh, such as our CM, besides El Neni, who last two games has obviously changed it. Before that, it was Lakanga, another young guy. And those are already struggling. So we already have to adapt and basically figure out how to work up without their contribution, you know? And if like Odegaard is not feeling it, 
or Saka's not feeling it, then like I think we saw it in in Brighton game. Where I think I don't know. I felt like Saka was pretty much non-existent for the most part, and that whole three-game stretch that that top four really had a, uh, some issues, and then it's like it's over from that. And then the last piece has got to be the center forward. I mean, it's just at this point, man, it's not even about the finishing. I know Eddie missed the finish too. Um, he's just more athletic. He's able to run at them. And his hold-up play has been great. And that's that was Laka's only strength that made up for his lack of athleticism was his great hold-up play and his technicality because he's not the most athletic guy at all. Not tall, not strong, not that strong, and not that fast. Eddie's young. He's hungry. He has a great stamina. He's he's fucking runs hard the whole game. And I think that alone, combined with everything else I mentioned, if we have our top playing really well, then we can have just enough to make up for those weak links. And I think this game was a perfect portrayal of that. We had moments where those players almost cost us big time. All of them. At multiple occasions. Obviously, El Nani helped being there, but I just think, yeah, it's we, we got lucky for it, but um, we also had our top players show that quality. We need them to. We need Odegaard to have a few dummies and wow moments which, for us to win because we're, we're barely tr- getting by right now. Um, and if United converted two or three of those choice, uh, chances, I mean, we might be here, sitting here having a different combo. Which leads me to the next point, which I really want your thoughts on. I've just been thinking about for the last few weeks. We admit that there's a roller coaster. We admit that it's because of the age, right? We, and we, everyone always tells us, hey, like, you know, it's going to happen. There's going to be rough patches. We know it, but it seems like every time we hit the rough patch, we're kind of surprised by it. What are your thoughts just overall on, on the roller coaster? I'll share with you what I was thinking, but I, I, I want to hear your take first. So on the roller coaster um, question, it, it, we expect it right but it's hard to go it's hard to go through it like as a supporter as someone who cares as much as we do right and um the manager is in his uh second full season now and i just have certain expectations of uh, a manager whether it's your first job whether if it's your first job your fifth job so on and so forth the thing that frustrated me about the, the the roller coaster and the dip in form when it happened is is I think it could have I think it could have been managed better throughout the season. We could have rotated better. He could have trusted the players that have to play now because as you go throughout a season, things are going to come up. Injuries are going to come up. Bad games are going to happen. So on and so forth. But when you're trying to ride the same 11 the whole season and you're not giving anyone else a chance, that's when I start to have a little bit of an issue. We can now see that Eddie is probably a better striker than Laka, but why did it take DEFCON 1 for us to see that? You know, why is why does it take uh Kieran Tierney being out for nine months now for us to see Nuno Tavares, who I think there's a decent player in there. Just just give him a cameo every now and then. Like it, the man management didn't make a lot of sense to me, and 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 just the lack of trust did not make a lot of sense to me at all. And I I, I don't know. I don't want to get too hard on Arteta because it is his first job. 
but it is tough to watch someone kind of struggle through learning the ropes. Um, but I, 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 I'm with you. I, I kind of need to like take a step back sometimes when we're going through the ringer and, and we're like struggling through things and, and just remind ourselves that he is the right guy. We are young. We'll get there. It'll be fine. Um, but I, I mean, the, the race for the top four is just tough. It's like, I, I can't get through some of these games. Like, uh, I don't blame you at <laughs> it's all. just tough. Yeah. So I, what are your thoughts? On no, so I, I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, like I said, it's the roller coaster for me. It's, we expect it, but I think we frame it in a different way. Like we want it to be where we beat Southampton, Crystal Palace, Brighton, and we tie like Chelsea and we have like a tough loss to Man U, and then we want to set it. I think that's where we're spoiled. Where we're trying to frame it how we want it, but it's just not going to go down how we want it. And I think this—that was my biggest lesson learned after this latest three-game loss. It really humbled me um, in a way that, hey, you're saying you admit you know it's a project that Arteta is going to make mistakes. He's actually very lucky that with the mistakes that he's made, that he's built up this fan base that we are supportive of him, but. He admitted that he really messed up regarding the Eddie thing and he was really unfair to him. And it's like, dude, well, you know, that's I, it's good you're admitting that, but it doesn't seem like you're also taking accountability. You're just saying I made a mistake and there's that, which is fair. But it's also like, well, you know, is that going on with other players now? And what's going to happen in the future? Why was Laka playing? Like He wasn't doing well. Like, what was your idea? Which, you know, which would... Get, get me to another tangent talking about how I wish managers were just honest in the press conferences. You would get less criticisms if you were like, I think I want to play Laka because of this. I think you have a lot more people on your side. Anyway, that's... Yeah, I agree. And, and, and yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing that frustrated me. Like, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. It's like, look back at Laka's last year. Like, he has like two goals from open play. It's like... I know, I know we're short at striker. I get, I get it. The goals are tough to come by, but just what frustrated me is just try something different. Try, 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 and try again. We talked about it on the first. Uh, we talked about it on the first pod. Maybe Gabby through the middle. Now we have Eddie. Like just, just try something different. And now we've tried something different. It's working. Maybe we don't get over the line, but at least it's something fresh. And that's that's all I really want to see. It's just something fresh. Try all the ideas that you have. And if we get to the season and we get over the line, awesome. But if we don't and you tried, I have the utmost respect for that. And it makes me think, like, are you also being unfair to Pepe right now? You know, like we haven't even seen a cameo of him. And it's like thinking about the last three games, bringing him on like 80th minute, or even 75th. It's like during that, maybe at least after the first two losses there, you could have played him. Things are going better now, and I think it's again that once the top side shows quality, and then that finally he made a good move. Credit to him, starting Eddie now, so now he gets it. And um, El Nenny was also a good sub for Lakanga, and I couldn't have called that. So give credit where it's due, and he made that change. And I remember first game, I was like, oh great, El Nenny's there, but it's been proving us wrong. And kudos to you. But I think it's as long as we're being fair that when he gets criticized, also um, we're real with that. Yeah. But it's it's. Just- Tough too. Like, why does it take crisis mode to try something? You nailed it with that. We should get to that point. You know, it's like try throughout the season, have a couple ideas. When we get to the end of the season, then you kind of have a formula that you can go off of. Yeah, and and it's part of learning on the job. No, hundred uh, percent. But listen, we're we're at a great place now, and uh, that's the thing with the young team, right? The the mentality is so fragile. But at the same time, it's like you go on your super lows, but when you go on your highs, you can get on your super highs. And I'm really hoping now 
It's, I, I'm just picturing that meme where it says it's the hope that kills you as an Arsenal fan. But I'm really hoping that this, these now last two games, because of how young they are mentally, that this is actually enough to overboost them a little bit in a good way where they finally kick into that next gear and they don't they don't look back anymore. Obviously, we'll see. When's the last time we beat? When's the last time we beat Chelsea and that and United in the same week? Couldn't tell. Exactly. You. So this has to be it. That you should feel good about yourself. Feel a little swagger about yourself. Continue to see ESR, Saka, and Odegaard just wreak havoc. And if if Eddie just clicks here, gets a goal next game, or has another solid game like that where he has solid opportunities and uh, converts a few that are maybe offside, but he's just looking sharp. I think it should be enough, man. Um, El Neni has is, is, is been great so far, but some of these games with maybe teams that sit back, we'll see how it goes. I'm interested to see with that. Um, and one more, I guess, with, with in terms of the game itself, the note, Manu was just also in shambles. So it's kind of something we had to win, and their energy was not there because I, I fear that if it was, again, some of the lack of quality, man, with, uh, with our left back and right back, it is... Like, they do not deserve to be on that side. They're trying to barely hold on to it, but there's many times where I look at both Gabriel and even White that they refuse to pass to them because it's just they're like, they're not going to go anywhere with it. So, which brings me to my next point. Tamiyasu, back, had a five-minute cameo and looked 90 times better. That's what proved it to me, right? I was like, oh, shit. Here's As a real right back, if we get him back again, he's going to help us immensely. So hopefully he's back next game. And with everything that's happened, it's just enough, man, that we close out top four. Huge huge to have him back for West Ham, which is going to be, you know, one top two toughest game, hopefully, um, on the rest of the schedule. And, and yeah, I think Tommy, I think Tommy being out for as long as he has is another thing that um, – Arteta has to learn from, and it's just, you know, don't don't rush people back, you know. When they're injured, let them run the course, trust your squad, you know, we'll, we'll get there. But, yeah, I was really happy that he's back. Um, I think it'll bring uh, a lot of peace and, and, and calmness to the back line. Um, but I kind of want to go to a different topic, maybe a little bit that um, I heard about um what i want to get your thoughts on um on nuno right like i talked about peace and and calmness for tomiyasu i think it's the opposite with nuno right he's a little bit chaotic he's a little bit um he's learning right like what are your thoughts on on having somebody who's um like a, a wild card or 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 unpredictable in in the in the back line there like i think it's a net positive um, but I, I also saw, you know, spots in the game where it was a net negative, right? The penalty, he, Alanga beat him on numerous different uh, attacking opportunities. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on Nuno, his development, his development, how he's kind of been this season? Yeah, I think he's, he's very young and he's showing it. Uh, and he's showing right now kind of the risks that you take that don't kind of pan out with a young player like that. And specifically mentally, when the fans get on his back, he crumbles. And when he messes up a few plays, he's crumbled where Arteta has to take him out first half. And that just shows age. Like, unfortunately, you know, you're taking a risk, but that's part of the development is you kind of fall on your face. And now you kind of work him back in and go back to training and try to get better and better and better. Um, I think 
I think what we're going to get this summer is another left back. And I think Nuno's just going to go down in the pecking order. He might even go down. I think he's 22, I believe. So he can play in for under 23s. Would not be surprised if he makes it because he's just, he's, I just don't think he's ready. Like it's not just, oh, he's had a bad game or he has a lot of potential, but he reminds me of like, um, you know, like maybe like a Europa game where we saw a super young kid make an appearance in the second half and it's like, the kid is like just nervous as fuck and you know you don't blame him at all nuno has felt like that and i mean dude it's gotten bad a few times where like they literally refuse to pass to him because he's he does he's he'll lose like a pass he can't do a simplest move he looks like you and i out there he crumbles and it's i'm not being hard on him in terms of like oh we messed it up like go back to the drawing board no i just think get another left back you take a risk you go for a 22 year old that's never played in the pl and it might be too much. The lights might be too bright, man. At least to start. Not to say he's over, but we should give up. I think he should just go down the pecking order, work his way up again, get a solid backup left back, and I would say try to get a veteran. I would try to say, go get a veteran. You stick with Tierney. He's your guy. Get a veteran who doesn't mind playing. Maybe he's, you know, he's a little bit older, so he doesn't mind doing it. Kind of like I think of like names like Philippe Luis um, and just someone kind of just like a caretaker can just – come in when he needs to as a professional and just someone that we're not can keep it neutral. That's what we want as a caretaker, right? Defend well, make the right passes, make what you're supposed to do as a left back. Nuno adds that um, great ability to just be a wild card offensively, right? The goal, right? The goal too, right? Like making the runs up. Uh, he's had some good crosses. He's had some good passes. Obviously, he's talented. That's why I don't want to give up on him but it's just too much of a liability right now. So I really think don't be surprised too much if I don't think he'll do it because spirits are high and he doesn't want to crush his confidence. But if, if next game, something's not going right. Um, or even after that, I mean, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be surprised if Cedric goes to left back um, and Tommy also at right back, just because Nuno's wild card is like, I saw Gabriel yell at him multiple times, multiple, multiple Ramsdale going on his ass multiple times like he just doesn't seem like he can be out there right now at times which is it really worth it based on i get the goals of a rebound though you know but he also um should have passed it to odegaard at the end he shot it with his right like 80 feet into the stands that was a bad play you're 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 a wing back like pass the ball to the attacker that's wide open <laughs> odegaard was so pissed hands up like what are you, and it wasn't a hard like and it's on your weaker foot what are you doing that's the thing I'm talking about. So I just, I understand he's talented. I wouldn't take the risk for the rest of the season if it was up to me. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so that, that was uh, one player in the game that obviously um, had his moments of up, but he just really just stood out of where he's at. Um, I think that the biggest story for me was the Shaka. It was the Shaka goal. Uh, man, that shit got me out of my seat. I was yelling. I was so fucking ecstatic about it, man. I was, I fucking loved it. Um, and it's, it was beautiful at the moment. His celebration with the with the fans and everyone, man. It was a beautiful moment. Um, uh, I was like really, really shaken up about it. And I was like, what's going on? You know, it's just, it's not that big of a deal. But I think it's, it's felt like a long relationship with Shaka, and and it felt so emotional with him, just with everything that's happened. Um, and so it was truly like a beautiful moment because I think it showed just a great comeback story 
you know, and, and, and just how trust between like a fan base and a player, how it completely vanished to impossible to fix. And somehow uh, it has come back, you know, it was blowing kisses to the fans and it was just such a beautiful sight from where we come from. And um, I think it's definitely learning lesson for, for both parties. Him, I think he's learned it that obviously can't do shit like that and has to connect with the fans. I think we learned too that like, we got to also know that these are people that um, he's a great guy from everything I hear. And I don't know if you saw the Players' Tribune interview he had. Um, I think he's a good guy. And and I think we were unfair as well to react like that. Uh, both both of us messed up, but it seems like it's getting back. It just was beautiful to me, the whole everything about it. Um, and it was against Man U. Uh, third goal against Man U. I saw um, one of them um, at Emirates at his long shot. So it was... Uh, just seemed just like that almost. Um, but yeah, what do you think about uh, Shaka? I know you've had your feelings about him uh, in terms of being on the side. Um, but what do you think right now? And is there features or not? I mean, no, I, I, he's um, man, we've talked a lot about him. Um, there's obviously a world class player in in there. You don't, you don't. You don't have the caps that he has for the for the Swiss national team if you can't play at the highest level. But the thing the thing that's always um, been tough for me is is he just kind of loses his head in in really crucial moments when we need him not to do that. And maybe it goes back to what we were talking about, like part of the journey, right? Um, but I think he's just in a really good space right now. I do think it helps that he is um, one of the older players on the squad. Um, he, you know, I get the I get the vibes that he likes to be kind of the voice in the room, um, and he has stepped up. Maybe not more than anyone, but I want to say more than anyone, um, given the replacements and the people that that we have around him in the midfield. Um, he's just stepped up immensely these last two games. Um, and he's been phenomenal. Um, Arteta's moved him around a little bit, which I, I don't, I didn't love. I, I like that. He's back playing his natural position in the midfield. Um, and I, I, the celebration was awesome. And, and I think the celebration was really passionate between him and the fans, but it was also really passionate between him and his teammates and I saw a lot of things on social media like my brother my bro and I I I think a lot of the younger players really really love Granite and and like you it was just such an awesome moment and I love stories like this in sports where there's a player that is you know falls out with the fans falls out with maybe the team not sure if that happened and then and then there's kind of this like um there's kind of this revolution and he comes back and, and is very much just, you know, a part of something bigger than that. And it's just really, really awesome to see. And I saw another thing. It was like the fans were, were mobbing his vehicle, leaving the Emirates. Like it's just awesome that he's that, that um, he's back and, and we're going to need him. We're going to need him these next five games. He's the probably the most important player um, in the squad right now. And um, he's stepping up and, and, and showing us uh, his his stature. And as far as, you know, future uh, goes, 
Um, I do think there's a place for him um, on this team. I think um, I think we will sign someone in the midfield, maybe to replace him, maybe not, probably to replace him. Um, but I think he's a I think he's a great squad player. Um, I think the game is a little bit quicker now. Um, the, you know, you kind of see the athleticism. Uh, is not there, but the decision-making is still world-class from Shaka. So um, I think there's, I think there's a place for him on the squad. Um, and, and uh, there's very much a place for him in the locker room. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the future for him and, and where you see him um, in the club? I think I would be okay if he left. And uh, I think it's might be good that it's ending like this, at least with the relationship mended and, maybe both parties can be happy for each other. I think, you know, with the attitude being good and I want to send him off in, in the most gracious manner. Um, but he's just very, very limited athletically, especially with his lateral movements. Um, and his style of play, that aggressiveness is just in the PL, is just very, very costly in terms of the cards, in terms of the little scuffles you have. I think that stuff is a little bit more accustomed to in other countries you know in syria and la liga you can have a little bit more i think uh theory to it but i think with the var introduction and pl and um just how it's gone for him and he admitted it in that player tribune he's like this is just how i play fair enough all right fair enough like yes you know there's other people that make some mistakes right? that's what i'm saying sometimes it's harsh a little bit on him just because he's made it at really wrong times um and Again, hey, he admitted he's a part of the game. He has to improve, so I'm not making excuses for him. Um, but for him to become as good as he is now in somewhere like the PL, his like technical ability has to be a 10 out of 10 so he can make up for it. And to his credit, it has been. Uh, you know, you talk about Chelsea not making someone in her own field on own side. Really dumb, right? Not the smartest, but again, his quality was there 10 out of 10, so it worked out. Uh, similar to Man U game. I mean, so many moments he was under pressure and he's very limited athletically. So like sometimes when he's facing towards the goal, it's very easy to predict where he's passing it to. So the only way to make sure he's able to still, you know, get to where he wants or find the open pass, he has to be like inch perfect on everything because he can't, he can't make too many like fast moves and fakes. So when he's like looking down, I'm like, okay, he can only pass it to the left back here. Or Eddie, like you got to make a decision. You have no other choice. And if I'm defending you, you don't have enough time to turn around. But he somehow is able to like scoop it to Nuno and then quickly move, pivot, and then pass it back to Gabriel. Those little moments define his play and define how good he is in a game because he has to make up for the lack of athleticism. Uh, but it's been fucking inch perfect and you've been seeing the benefits of it. Uh, but again, if he leaves, I think, I don't think he's going to stay as a squad player. He might. I would, I would, I would, I think. To your point, I think he adds still a lot of stuff. And I do want – I'm down for another left-footed midfielder too to compete with him. Right now it's just lack of no bodies in there. But maybe we even get two men because Lakanga, I kind of put him in a in the same category as Nuno but better, like a little bit more mentally stable. But, dude, he's had his times too where, again, he's just so young. Um, and he played in the Belgium league. So it's like, okay, you know, it's a big step up. So – Two midfielders for me would be perfect. If he didn't stay, I would say, honestly, we might need three. Maybe another young guy, two solid ones, because then we're set. We need. Do we want to be set or not? And it's like, what do we want to achieve? And it, it, this is a perfect pivot. 
to what I want to talk about next. Like, like why should we only go after one midfielder again? Because like I'm sick of just pretending, hoping someone doesn't get injured. I'm like done with that. Okay, like if we get three, then we have the competition will be amazing, right? Partey, Lakanga, and we get two more and Shaka there. All right. Now let's say one of them is injured. All Partey's injured. All right, that's fine. Now we have still four. So it's not panic mode. He gets injured. Take your time, bud. We got solid group in here. Two still, four competing for two spots, essentially. And then Lakanga is really not hitting the stride and he's having a sophomore slump. Okay, that's fine. We still have three left. See, I just, I, I don't know as an organization why you wouldn't want to be in that position, right? Especially seeing how, what happens. Partey gets injured. We crumble. Just the whole side crumbles, doesn't know what to do. And partially it's what you mentioned, Arteta's fault for not getting some rotations in there already so we know what we have to work with. But the other part is just have the fucking group, man. Have the group so you we don't have to panic. That's why City fans don't panic. If Riyad Mahrez gets hurt, you, they will not blink. They won't miss a step if Mahrez gets injured for seven months. No one's going to be like, oh my God, what are they going to know? Who's the next guy? Bernardo? I mean, who, there's so many guys there. Um, so that's my take on it On in terms of where Shaka is going to be at. I think he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he basically understands what you said, where the game's a little fast for him and he might just want to go to Syria A, be with Jose or some other club that's just easier to kind of fit his game better at this age too. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the midfield, man, and what we should do there? So there's been a lot of links to Tillemans from uh, Leicester. I love that move. It's great. He's young, athletic. Um, I rate him quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I just I think we need more bodies there. Um, get some utility I guys. Saw the you know, it's like you don't have yeah, to get superstars. Squad players. We don't need starters. We don't need superstars. Like you said, just just leg bodies, like people that are available. What's your best? What's your greatest ability? availability that's what we need especially if we get top four like i don't think we're ready for champions league like if i had to sit here and be honest with you but if we do get in that competition we're gonna need some depth and i saw i saw the interview with edu um on i think it was like esp in brazil or or whoever was at the game um and and he basically said that we're we're gonna make two you know big marquee signings there's been a lot of uh people um inferring that that means that there'll be more after that but we don't know that maybe they're only thinking about making two signings which sounds insane to me we need like five so i i i do think that this this i mean this summer is is so important like this summer sets up the next four years to be quite honest, like last summer was incredible. We hit on four of six or five of six players, or maybe even all of them are hit. I don't know yet. Too early to tell. But this summer has to be something similar where we're hitting on 80% of the people that we that we sign. And, and it's just going to carry us forward. And obviously top four is going to help a, a bunch. And I don't think we need top four this summer um, to, to, to have a really good summer. I think that people are um, smart enough around the game, smart enough around Europe to to see what's going on and 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 want to join and want to um, develop under Mikel 
And so obviously top four would be phenomenal if we get it. Um, but I really think this summer is about quality and numbers and just getting the squad to uh, a really, really strong place where we can move forward collectively. Okay. All right, man. So we're heading into the end of it. Um, I think we have West Ham coming up on Sunday. Um, it's tight at this point. And I think, obviously, we have enough to do it. Uh, let's finish off with that, man. What do you think of West Ham? Next game coming up, and then you think we're going to do it? You think these last two games was enough to get us over the line? Yeah. So West Ham's an interesting game. Um, their focus, I think, is is um, in the Europa League. Um, I think the league is pretty much done for them, um, if, if I had to be honest. Uh, so they'll probably be focused on Europa League, which they play during the week. Um, and then, so I, I, I think we can win that game coupled with, you know, hopefully a Leicester um, result against Tottenham. And then Tottenham plays Liverpool, which I'm pretty much counting as a, as a Liverpool win since they're in the, since they're in the title hunt. Um, I think after this week, we get over the line. If you would have asked me this a week ago, I would have said no. I do think it's going to come down to that game at um, the Tottenham Stadium. But if we can go into that game with a cushion, not sure if we can, um, that'll be super helpful for the run-in. What are your thoughts? Exactly like you, man. I think you nailed it at the end. If anyone claims to know that they're confident in how we're going to finish, they're just being foolish. <laughs> we have no clue. There's And there's a lot of games left, and it's not just about what we need. It's about what the other teams need. And, oh, Everton's coming home should be easy. Probably the opposite. It's going to be – they're probably going to be fighting for their goddamn lives. So it might be an extremely tough and intense and nail-biter game. And that's supposedly supposed to be our easiest one. I think it's best for everyone, and I know obviously the team does this, and Arteta loves doing this. We should just literally focus on one week at a time, one game at a time. Um, so for me, I think the biggest game of the season is this week, um, and I'm going to think that for the, every other game and try to isolate them as best as possible, and I think they should be doing the same. And I think if we do get a result, at least just trying to make sure I don't look too far into the horizon, if we get a result against West Ham and Tots drops points, then that's the kind of cushion that um, we want to get, especially because they play live. And if we can get to a point where when we play them, at least we have a big cushion on there, it might even actually make us play better in it. Cause we, you know, for up like five points, all right, if we lose, it's not over. So it's not the end of the world. We'll still be up. So um, I think that's what I'm focused on. Can we have a cushion before the Derby? And if that increases the pressure for Tottenham, Lessons are for us. Obviously, there's two outcomes with that. Once in a while, the teams are too relaxed and they get fucking killed because the other team wants it more. Other times, the, the calmer team is more collected and they're not as nervous and they end up winning. So, to Lutui said, it can go either way. I have no fucking idea. So, I'm just trying to go one week at a time. But ultimately, I'm hoping 
these last uh, two games will slingshot us into fourth from at least a mentality perspective. Hopefully we just, we had our run. We had our worst yet last terrible run of, of the year happen. And hopefully we don't have it again. But, you know, as both you and I know, it could be wins against Tonham and West Ham and we lose against Everton, Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, that's where my head's up. One more thing. One more thing that I want to get your thoughts on. Um, so the last five games, obviously, we Tots and ours play each other. Uh, we play after them every game. Do you think that helps or hurts um, our confidence, how, how we approach the game? I don't think it helps. <sighs> it doesn't help. Mm-hmm. I don't think it affects the confidence. I don't think it affects the confidence and how we approach our game. Yeah. But these guys are young, man. So is it going to make them a little bit more nervous because now they know they have to have a result compared to when they don't? I think, you know, they would even admit it might. It might and I just worry with that, with their mentality being just so fragile, being so young. But I don't think it should affect, like, ultimately, like, on a bigger scale how we do. Um, but it just will just a little bit. It'll influence it a bit. Hopefully, we keep it minor. Because, I mean, they dropped points against Brighton. We couldn't capitalize. Obviously, that's like a, that's just me, you know, striking on something that was recent. But it's like, I think every time that we've set the table, they've, they've uh, dropped points and vice versa. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't like that we play after them every game. And yeah, it's just too close to call. And, I really do think it's a two it's a two team race. I think everybody else is is out. United only have four games left and they just look like they're gonna fall off a cliff. Like I said, West Ham's in Europe. So it, it really is a two team race and um it'll be exciting. Yeah. It'll it'll just stressful be stressful as hell, man. I just hope we get there. Uh, I hope so we get there, man. These last these last I few weeks we are gonna there. be so stressful. But regardless, Candy Column is back. We're gonna be back here every week now. Things have settled down, so we'll be with you guys the rest of the way, and we'll be here for the bad ones too, but hopefully we don't have to for the rest of the year. What do you think about that, Kyle? Yeah, I, I completely agree. It'll be we'll, we'll get more consistent. We'll get better uh, looking to integrate more people, ideas, so on and so forth, and um, I think the summer will be really, really awesome to have a couple during the summer try to not get too crazy on like any of the rumors. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, love to come out there and link up and, and then, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about maybe going out and, and, and watching a game next season. So a lot of cool, fun things ahead. Yeah. Um, no, for the good pod. things coming, man. I'm ecstatic. And, uh, yeah, we will be back. We'll see you guys all next week. Later. <laughs>